What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. This is former world champion boxer Showtime Sean Porter. Hey, this is Kobe Altman from your Cleveland Cavaliers. Hi, this is Joe Tate. And you're listening to Sports Power Talk. Listen to Sports Power Talk. You're listening to Sports Power Talk on WZIP. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the University of Akron, the best sports talk show there is, was, and ever will be. It's time for Sports Power Talk with the latest in sports news. That's right! Donovan Mitchell is coming to Cleveland! Let's go! In-depth analysis. He looked calm. He looked comfortable. There were no real shot plays or anything. Just a couple quick game stuff. Scrambling. Pocket presence looked fine. And of course, the hottest takes. If you think bust in the NBA, who is the first name that pops in your head? I don't know how you guys feel like Trey Young. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? For the best that Ohio sports has to offer. To the best of the Akron Zips. Now it's time for SPT. Good morning, Zips fans from near and far and WZIP listeners from all around the globe. It's time for the best sports talk show there is, was, and ever will be. It's Sports Power Talk right here on WZIP Akron. I am your host, Logan Congrove, back again for this week. And joining me today are two phenomenal hosts, as I always say. Starting on the left side, it's Mr. Reliable, Mr. Logan Buchanan. Logan, how are we doing this fine rainy Akron morning. I'm good, LC. We've had a lot of good uh, sports this past week. Absolutely. Can't wait to talk about them, man. That's the beauty of the show. <laughs> and on the other side of the desk, he is returning once again. It is Mr. Tony Yoho. Tony, how are we doing this fine morning? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Fantastic, Tony. Ready to jump into some sports. I love sports, sports. on WZIP. And let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to start off with, of course, Akron Zips basketball. Men's and women's, we had a win and a loss coming out of yesterday's slate of games. That's not who you think. And then as we move into the rest of the show, we'll talk some NBA headlines, some different things going on around the league. Then we'll get into the Cavaliers in themselves and finish off with the NFL playoffs, Super Bowl predictions, and a recent head coaching hires that have come out of the league. We'll talk about them and give a rate for all of those. But as mentioned, let's jump right into it, starting off with the Akron Zips. We'll start with the women's team, which, as Logan said, is the one that came out on top as of yesterday with a 61-59 win over Northern Illinois. Reagan Bass playing 34 minutes, 15 points, 6 for 8 shooting. And Morgan Haney had 32 minutes, 10 points, 4 for 7 shooting. A great showing from those two. And then a couple other contributions from Zakia Rashid, Tanisha Clark, Lene Riley. Lots of different contributions throughout this game. Logan, I'll toss it to you first as you're kind of our Akron Zips women's basketball expert (laughs) around here. What do you make of this game and Akron finally pulling out a win? Yeah, I mean, uh, a couple tough losses back-to-back, getting our second win in the MAC. Um, Yeah. It actually kind of surprises me looking at this line. I didn't get the chance to watch this game, but someone like Kyle Woods, who's been kind of integral to the past couple of games of keeping us in it, only played seven minutes. I don't know um, if she was resting an injury or if she was sick. Uh, We know like Greg Tribble went out because he was sick uh, during the Kent State game. But I think you throwing Kaya back in there, Alexis Stewart only had three minutes. You get someone like those two. Uh, back in the lineup, we may have won by, you know, five, ten points even, not only uh, two points. Um, looking on the other side, I think one of the biggest contributors to the Northern Illinois loss was not only the fact that only uh, 
I mean, one player had 20 points, but no one else was able to really reach even above five besides two other players. Um, and then the other thing, they had uh, more turnovers than us, which um, I know Coach Gensler, we've talked in the past about, you know, that's a big thing that they're trying to reduce with the women's division is their turnovers um, and get their rebounding game up. Unfortunately, their rebounding wasn't as good, but they made up with it with their field goal percentage being 42% from the field. Absolutely. Tony, what are your thoughts? What do you make of the Zips win over the Huskies? Yeah, I thought it was pretty impressive, uh, especially looking at kind of the scores per quarter. Um, Akron only scored nine points in the fourth quarter, which when you look at that, it's kind of surprising that they won. But when you go back, uh, Illinois also only scored nine points in the Mm -hmm. second quarter. So it kind of evened out and the Zips ended up pulling it off. Yeah, I mean, definitely that third quarter, getting that 26 points uh, and, you know, you know, it's it's kind of Akron's biggest thing is nearly blowing leads, but making it out just by a scratch. We've seen the men's do it a couple times, um, but I, I think this might be a turning point in the season where we're going to see a couple more wins, uh, a couple more MAC wins, especially. And I think for a first year with this group of girls and with uh, the coaching staff, you know, it's very hopeful for next year. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do the rest of the season. I'm especially looking forward to what moves they might be making uh, during the postseason. And I know we'll definitely be uh, keeping up to date with that and keeping uh, up to date with the staff and the players in general. So you're already looking to the postseason. You think it's a lock this is over for the rest of the year? Like, I have to say yes. Just because we had such a slow start, especially a, such a slow start in the MAC games, uh, this is only our second win. There's only so much we can do the rest of the season. We have to be pretty much flawless if we want to pull out a win, go um, to those championship games. But I'm not taking this year as a loss, personally. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at Coach Gensler and saying, well, why didn't you take us to a championship? No, there, there's some growing pains in every organization. It's one of the biggest things that I think sports in general have a problem with, and that's growing. You know, everyone wants, you know, we have to have a championship right now. We have to be the best team right now. No, you need to grow. You need to develop. And I'm seeing it in these girls. They get better and better each game. You know, it, it, they're getting closer with each other. They're understanding what the coaching staff is looking for when they ask for certain things. And I think uh, Coach Gensler and his staff are also understanding, okay, this is how my girls are playing. This is now what we have to do. So I'm not saying that they're completely out of it this season, but I'm what I am saying is they're really going to be in it next season. So get this. Last week, I don't know if you listened to the show or, <clears throat> excuse me, listened to the show at all, Logan, but Dev came on here and called for Ryan Gensler's job. It's ridiculous i call them ridiculous it's i i can't stand it in any sport i don't care if you're doing peewee football if you're only a coach for one season you didn't have enough time to prove what you could actually bring to an organization like especially in a college sense when there's so many moving parts all the time one season does not dictate your ability as a coach it doesn't even really dictate your ability as a player you know, we've seen some people have amazing college 
seasons and then do nothing in the pros or do nothing the next season. But we've also seen some players who are like, yeah, they're pretty consistent, they're pretty average, and then they pop off. One season doesn't determine anything. And that's that's kind of a problem we've seen with um, uh, NBA coaches, especially. That was a big uh, thing the end of last season was all those NBA coaches getting let go after like one season, two season, just because they didn't win a championship. Championships do not determine success. Yes, if you're a 10-year veteran coach and you haven't won a championship, might be some issues there. But it's your first season. We're not even this isn't even his first full season. We're halfway through his first season and you're asking for his job, you're ridiculous. No, nah, it was a delusional comment by Deb. I can't even lie. Tony, Thank what do you, you think? Thank you for calling him out. Thank of course, of course. I'm, Tony, what do you think from words. from your perspective? What do you think of Deb's comment on that one? Yeah, I think that's a wild comment. Um like Logan was saying, it's when you move on from coaches every year, it's hard to build like a culture in the locker room and just trying to keep the coach, yeah, they might not have had the best season this season, but next season, if they bring in the right players, could be better. And I don't even know if we need consistency. Too. I'm not even saying that we need even better players. I think our, our girls are really good. They just need to like meld more together. I'm seeing it especially in, um, oh, uh, what is her name? Number 14. Uh, she's our center. You know, the beginning of the season, she wasn't really going for rebounds a whole lot. She was a little timid in the paint. And now she's going at it like she's AD. She's like prime AD, I swear. And it, it, it makes me it makes me so upset when, when immediately people go to, oh, we need new coaches. Oh, we need new players. We need to send them to the portal. No, you don't. You really don't. You just need to give them time to work with each other. And, and grow with each other. We still have so many girls who are going to be here for another season, another two seasons. Like, let's give them some time. You know, the Akron Zips, when we first got um, Enrique, when we first got Greg, when we first got uh, even X, last, uh, he left us last year, you know, we weren't saying, oh, the, what are we doing? What are we doing? When John Gross first came in, it's not like we had instantaneous championship success. That doesn't determine success. What determines success is creating a program and developing it to be successful. If you're successful right off the bat, but nothing happens after, what is that called? A fluke. It's called nothing. You didn't do anything. But if you start with a group, develop them to champions, that's what actual coaching is. That's what actual coaching is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think uh, one of the most wild takes in SPT history uh, some may not understand how, how, like, if you don't follow our women's basketball team, the context of Dave's take might not sound as crazy as when someone like Abby Coley says, <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> Trey Young is a bust. Yeah. But it is a pretty wild take to to call for Coach Gensler's job. Well, I, I mean, that was kind of here's the thing out of there. I was out there. <laughs> and all love to Dev. All love to Dev. No, no love to Dev. But just kidding. If you just look at the scores, if you just look at the stats, Sure, this season wasn't good. But if you actually watch, and, you know, personally, I've been at nearly every single game, I've seen them grow. They've gotten better. There is development there. And to some people, that doesn't even happen until the postseason. Some people don't grow during the season. It doesn't happen until after. No, these girls are learning and growing, and we're only in January. So, Dev, if you're listening... Go to the games and actually watch <laughs> because your mind will change. 
Dev referred to himself as the biggest Zips hater. And I said, no, no, no. There was one of those in the past, and there's a current one. And the past was Jeff Longville. Jeff Longville went to this university and disliked all university sports and made zero sense. And I would actually argue that Matt Permuka is a Zips hater. Well, that's because Matt Permuka is the most Pramuka, pessimistic Matt guy. Matt just heard. never has anything positive to say about any sports <laughs> team ever. It, and I mean, that's his, that's his thing. Good for him. But very. Uh, no, it was a bad take. Bad take. Bad take. I, you'll see next. You'll see. Heck, you'll see next uh, next month. We'll get even better next month. But you'll definitely see next season when these girls fully lock in with each other and with the coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's look ahead. There's a couple games coming up for Akron in the MAC that I want to take a look at. Uh, next up, they have Toledo at home, mm-hmm. Miami at home, and Eastern Michigan on the road. Now, if you go into the standings, Toledo is sitting at second. They're seven and one in the conference and fourteen and four overall. But Eastern Michigan, not so much. They're actually below. Akron, they're sitting at two and six in the conference, five and thirteen overall, and then of course the Miami Redhawks, they are dead last in the conference, two and six, four and fourteen overall. So Logan, let's talk about this mm-hmm. one big game, and then two pretty winnable ones in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, if we can, if we can lock in, you know, Kaya Woods, she is like, if you guys haven't seen her. It's like a fireball rolling down the court. She gets from end to end. She goes for every rebound. You know, get her some more minutes. I I understand uh, trying to figure out the squad. Get uh, someone like Lene Riley, who's really good. Clark, really good. I'm not sure the full reasoning why Woods and Stewart didn't play so much, but they're good too. You know, I think if we can solidify our starting five to, you know, our best players go up against a team like Miami who's an instant win, you know, that game against Toledo, that game against Eastern Michigan, those all three of those games are winnable. And then that would put us at what would that be? 5 and what are, 5 and 7? Yes, 5 and 7. That looks great. And then you can finally prove Dev wrong. Like I know that's not your probable Dev. goal. It's my goal now, <laughs> but I yeah, these are winnable games. I, it's just going to... The the real determining factor, in my opinion, is what the other teams come in with. Because I've seen some teams come in with, like, full confidence in themselves, and our girls shut them out. But I've also seen some teams who come in, and they're, they're like, okay, we're going to play physical. We're going to bully some of these girls around. And unfortunately, it happens a lot. You know, Reagan gets triple teamed. She gets double teamed all the time. Uh, Morgan might have an off night where she's not really hitting those threes. Once that happens, it kind of gets into a mentality kind of thing where they're not fully confident in them, not in themselves, but in the game right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's. So, Tony, before we switch over to the men's side, what are you seeing from the outside looking in for these next three coming up for the Zips? Yeah, uh, like, uh, like it's already been said, uh, I think these next three games are very winnable. And by winning them, it sets you up for a decent way to end the season. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Uh, let's jump over to the men's side of the ball, which, as we mentioned, they finally lost their first game in the conference in a very tight one to Miami on the road yesterday, 70-68. to uh, This game was lost on a buzzer beater, which is 
unfortunate for this Akron team. Uh, Ali Ali, 38 minutes, 23 points, 5 for 17 shooting. Enrique Freeman, 33 points, 18 or 33 minutes, 18 points, 5 for 10 shooting. Greg Tribble, 31 minutes, 7 points, 2 for 6. Here's some stats that worry me personally. Mm. Sammy Hunter, 29 minutes, 3 points, 1 for 6 shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shema Scott, 24, five, 24 minutes, 5 points. That, I, don't, I don't dislike that that much from him mm-hmm. since he's coming off the bench. Mike Dawson, 17 points, 1 or 17 minutes, 3 points, 1 for 3 shooting worries me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different stats that really worry me from here because if you look at Miami, they had no players score over 19 points and still won this game. So, Logan or Tony, I'll put you, I'll pitch mm-hmm. it over to both of you. What what happened in this game? Because Akron was on an eleven and zero run at one point at, in the first half and and lost this game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say because you look at the generic stats in our rebounding. They only outscored. They only out rebounded us by one point. We had equal amount of steals. Miami actually turned it over twice. Uh, two more times than us, I should say. Uh, we fouled them one more time. The only disparity between the two teams was the field goal percentage. And I don't know. I'm not sure if it was Miami's defense that was better than us or if it was just not hitting the shots. You know, it just wasn't wasn't hitting. Because I'm not going to say it's a mentality thing because all of these guys have the mentality. All of them do. It's not a mentality thing. It's just a wasn't wasn't a good game. wasn't a good day for them. Yeah, I have to agree. When you have people playing twenty five and twenty nine minutes and not even getting double digit or even more than five points, something is obviously happening that needs to be looked at. Yeah, I don't think it's a mentality thing at all, though. And I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys. They know what they want. They know how good of a team they are. We've yeah. heard it all season long. I don't think it's a mentality thing at all. I think it was a. I mean, everybody is vulnerable in the MAC at at some point, mm-hmm. and this is just this was just Akron's game to be vulnerable. And actually, this is something I want to address because I, looking at these stats, it's it's something we've talked about a lot. It's something that just happens. For some reason for our Akron men's basketball, we do not play well in the first half. In the first half, we were 32-41 to 41 with Akron losing. And then all of a sudden, we outscore them by seven points in the half, but in the second half, but still do not win. And it's because we had such a slow first half. And that is almost every single game you look at. Even if we're ahead, it is a slow first half. We do not part- We I'm not, not participate. We do not play to the Akron Zips level. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's a cardio retention thing to help us, you know, Akron has one of the best cardios in the game when we're in that second half. We out we out cardio any team you put us up against, but I think the reason is is we don't play as hard in the first. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's a player thing that they want to like keep themselves, you know, composed and ready for that second or if it's a coaching thing where they're telling them, "Hey, you know, slow down, don't don't go for that. But whatever it is, it allows for something like this to happen where we don't have a big enough lead to close out a game. Yeah. Tony? Yeah. Um, like the first and second half, like you said, um, I don't know if it's just that they're not – I don't want to say like prepared, but it's something that it's been obvious throughout the whole season that – they're obviously better in the second half, mm-hmm. and 
if they can try to transfer that to at least alleviate, even a little more in the first half, I think that would help them win yeah. even more. Also, shout out to Enrique Freeman, who said he listens to the show, to me and Mitch. Shout friend out. of the show, friend of the show, <laughs> Enrique Freeman, and Mac player of the year. Loading. Ugh. It's loading, it's loading. He's so crazy. But let's look ahead for the Zips. Um, coming off this loss, there is a decent schedule ahead of them as mm-hmm. well. Uh, they have Eastern Michigan on the road next up and then followed by Toledo and Central Michigan. And then they'll travel to James Madison for the SBC Sunbelt Conference MAC Challenge. Let's talk about the next three for Akron, starting off with the Toledo game. Uh, this is a battle of two teams that are atop of the conference. Tony, I'll kick it over to you first. What are you expecting from Akron in this in the matchup? Or Excuse me, we'll talk about Eastern <laughs> Michigan first. I, I skipped over Eastern Michigan. Um, they know Imani Bates this year and Eastern Michigan, a little less eventful. What are you looking for from Akron in this bounce-back game against EMU? Um, I'm looking for Akron to prove that this last game was a fluke. Um, I think if they can go in and get a dominant win going into Toledo, that will give them a lot of momentum to go in and beat one of the top teams. Absolutely. Logan? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Eastern Michigan is um, one of the top teams. We we also are facing off uh, against Toledo, which are they're still the number two, right, in the standings. Yes. Um, so they are definitely going to be um, hard-fought games, but if I know anything about the Zips men's basketball, the hard games are where we thrive. We thrive for games on the line, season on the line, this shot counts, every rebound counts. That's where we thrive. We thrive in pressure. Um, You know, they say Pressure makes diamonds. We have so many diamonds on our team. Mm-hmm. So many diamonds, it's not even crazy. We have so many different weapons that we can utilize. If uh, if Greg isn't hitting anything, all right, let's throw in Scott. All right, let's go throw in Sammy real quick. It doesn't matter. It only depends on that first half, like I said. If we can do a strong first half, keep it consistent in the second we're good you know if I'm, if Enrique starts getting double teams Ali start going into that paint start driving in or Greg get open splash a three because the Toledo game that's that in my opinion the Toledo game is the most important because that's really going to determine who sits at that number one spot for the rest of um, the season uh, Eastern Michigan that's an easy win in my opinion um, and then what was the other team you had brought up? Uh, James Madison, which is a very tough game. They played, they played, uh, they, well, they have Toledo, Central Michigan, then James Madison. Mm-hmm. James Madison will be very tough. They played Kent to a triple overtime game at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and won at Kent. Um, they, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure have only lost to a MAC team like once or twice ever. Mm-hmm. And one of, they, last time they played Akron, they the Zips won at home in 2002. I was gotcha. I was not born the last time <laughs> these two teams played. Um, so I, I'm looking for a lot out of that game as well. Especially it was flexed to it was flexed to national television. Well, then going on that, I would say my my biggest point of interest obviously win the game, but make sure everyone stays healthy and stays uh, 
you know, warmed for this game because going off of Toledo, going off of Central Michigan, those are two must-win games. I just don't want them to push themselves too far. Absolutely. Tony, what are you looking for out of the MAC-SBC challenge between James Madison and Akron on the road for the Zips? Yeah, I think if if Akron can pull this off, I think that'll be a big kind of confidence booster going into the rest of the season. Um, since you said, I think that they haven't really lost, since James Madison hasn't really lost to many MAC teams, this Akron-James Madison game will be a pretty big one for the Zips remainder of the season. I agree. It's a ni- I think it's a nice little break from MAC play as well. I I, I kind of like that there's like a stop for a second. You play a game that is not in your conference and against a larger opponent. Uh, it'll be a cool trip for the Zips to see how that one plays out. Uh, let's look ahead. We got about four minutes left in the segment. Let's talk some MAC tournament stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can actually we'll we'll do men's and women's really quick. Let's early prediction, Logan, from you and Tony for the women's side of what you're looking to see in the MAC tournament, even if it's not Akron. Yeah. Um, you know, I it, it does pain me to say that um, even if it's not Akron because that is such a strong uh, possibility. But uh, the the two teams I would say look most out for would be Ball State and uh, Kent State. I believe both of them are either undefeated or I think Kent might have lost one game. Um. So, you know, they're still strong. They're going right. strong eight games in. Um, man, that might even be the final for the championship, for mm-hmm. the MAC championship, would be Ball State, Kent. And, you know, that would be reasonable. It's reasonable because they're, they're, those two teams are just such dominant women's basketball teams. Absolutely. Tony? Yeah, I have to agree with that. I might put Toledo in there as well. Um, they... They, I think they could have a chance to uh, win the whole or win it all. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna agree with that based on seating because you never know like where people go oh, in the yeah. bracket. Oh, I, yeah. I could see it being Toledo and Kent or Kent and Ball State. As much as I don't want to see Kent there, I think Kent is just uh, they were good. Kent's are. a really you good know, women's I, I program. Watched, I watched the uh, Kent women live, and uh, you know our women were on our A game. And we still struggled against them because they are just that good. Absolutely. On the men's side of the ball, uh, for me, I'm taking Akron. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. I think they're still the clear cut favorite. Uh, Toledo flops in the tournament every single year. Whether whether it's all the way to the championship or they lose first round, they flop every year. Uh, Kent is extremely down. Although I I'll never count them out mm-hmm. in the MAC tournament. I, I'll never count anybody out in the MAC tournament. To be honest with you, yeah. But I would probably say for me, it's it's going to be Akron in the championship. It's just a matter of whether it's a hot take. I I say if it lines up bracket wise again, because you never know seating and how it plays mm-hmm. out. I could see Akron and Kent again, or I yeah. I could also see. I could see Toledo. I think Bowling I think, Green is frauds. I don't think they should be at the top. Uh, I think Western Michigan is frauds, too. They're not. I mean, Akron was handedly better than both of those two teams. I don't see them yeah. being in the championship. I think these next four games from the Zips really determine who we're going to be facing. Yes. Um, because if we smack Toledo, that could spiral them for a few games. And then they're dropped. Um, like you said, with Bowling Green, I'm not a huge Bowling Green fan myself either, so I'd really not I like to see them. I think they're fraudulent, bro. <laughs> I think they're fraudulent. Uh, but tell me, what do you think? Yeah, I think I, I think Akron has a good chance to win it all. I think it'll end up being Akron and Toledo. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Toledo, hope for the same result as last year. They choke it away. 
only this time I won't be disappointed that they choked it away <laughs> covering that game. The WZIP prides itself on covering the whole MAC tournament. Yes. And last year I had really banked on Akron getting back there, and I took the championship game with Marcus instead of the Akron game against Kent for the MAC tournament. And I had to go and cover the Kent championship game and sit there and watch it happen. It was really, really, really disgusting and awful and boring and terrible, and I did not want to be there. And yeah, but now they're garbage. So. Now they're garbage, and that's a good way to end the segment. <laughs> Kent is garbage. Kent is garbage. So when we come back, we're going to jump into some NBA topics. But as always, go Zips, and we'll help to see how the rest of the season plays out for both our men's and women's programs. Again, WZIP Sports is now your home for all Zips basketball coverage, men's and women's, on site almost every single game. So head over to our X at WZIP Sports any game day for your content. But when we come back, NBA action right here on Sports Power Talk. Welcome back to Sports Power Talk right here on WZIP for the second segment of today's show. Once again, I'm your host, Logan Congrove, and joining me today is Mr. Tony Yoho. Hello, everyone. Dude, Tony's the GOAT. <laughs> and Mr. Logan Buchanan, as Hello. said on his social media. That is true. I thought it was like a nice little Mr. tag. You can. Okay. I I love stuff that doesn't have like numbers or stuff after it because like that's your facts. Tag. Facts. That's you. Yeah. I'm him. I am him. <laughs> but let's jump right into it, guys. We have some NBA talk for you coming up from this segment. Starting off with the recent developments this entire week in the NBA. It's actually very. Uh, it's very impressive. It's something we haven't seen in a while. There were so many. 60, 70 point games this past week. Devin Booker had 60. Luka Doncic had 73. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid had 71. I'm missing another one. Cat. Cat had 70. 70? No, he was below. I. It was crazy because he was uh, below Embiid. Um, and I was sitting there talking with somebody during the uh, Timberwolves game where I was like, you know what's crazy to me? This guy just scored this many points and we're not even talking about it because Embiid scored that many. Yeah. Well, and also, Cat's team lost, and he got ripped yeah. in the media. Let's talk about that one first, actually. 62 points against the Hornets. Carl Anthony Towns had 62 points against the Hornets, and they lost. His coach goes into the media and rips them and said they, were, they weren't playing as a team, blah, blah, blah. What is this? What do you make of this comment? If you have a player that has the ability to score 62 points and your team loses, and then you go in and rip the player that scored 62 points, yeah. I don't that's, know about that. That's just a false mentality. I mean, honestly, especially when you look at uh, guys like McDaniels, who only had nine, Anthony Edwards, who, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy Ant, but people are like, bro's the next LeBron, bro's the next Luka, and... He scored nine points. He had 11 assists, but he's out there for 37 minutes. If you're out there for 37 minutes and you're a guard in the NBA and you don't score above 10, what are you actually doing? Yeah, problem with that. <laughs> but, I agree. But, but then the coach rips on Cat, who 62 points. Yeah, sure, he only had two assists, but that's because he had so many good looks that he was driving to the paint. What do you want from him? Yeah, you have that many good looks. Yeah, you're not playing like a... Sure, the, the team player... That that's the comment that kind of rips me because it means that, in my opinion, you want more assists from him. But if you have many more open looks, would you rather him take that shot and make it, or throw it out to somebody else who might make a three? Might make a three. That's my opinion. Yeah, Tony, what do you make of the comments? Nas Reed had five points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I have to agree with that. If I feel like if you have the chance to go score rather than getting the assist, I feel like you have to take the points. And, yeah, maybe the team could have played a little better 
obviously on defense, but ripping your best player after scoring 62 points is not a good look. Well, and and the Hornets were also just a more well-rounded team that game. Uh, Bridges had 28 a rookie, Brandon Miller, had 27. Washington. Brandon Miller's a dog, dude. He's probably one of the most underrated rookies in the league well, right now. because of everything that happened before the draft. He's just being completely overshadowed by by the Wemby hype, which mm-hmm. is still not accurate, in my opinion. It would be accurate if people would pass him the ball. If his team learned that they have a 7-foot genetic freak on their team and passed him the ball, we might be actually like hyped about him. He's not bull though. He's just not bull <laughs> Um, under so unreutilized, it's criminal. Lamelo had 18. Like the Hornets were just a more well-rounded team, and if he would have said that rather than his team wasn't playing good, yeah. then I would have been okay with it. But to call out your best player putting up one of his best games for not playing like a team, you are ridiculous. You don't actually understand how basketball works. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a very poor take by. The Timberwolves organization. Uh, if I was Carl Anthony Towns, that would really rub me the wrong way. Oh yeah, because I, I would be like, dude, I and, really. And you know, doesn't surprise me. Look how they treated Butler. Doesn't Very surprise true. me at all. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's I hate the Timberwolves it, so much. They're just such. A, you're I the can't... top seed, and you're and you're complaining <laughs> about one loss. You're the top seed. You have arguably one of the best young guys, Anthony Edwards, on your team. And you have somebody who scores 62, and yet you're upset because you lost, and you blame it on the guy who actually had you in the game the whole time. Maybe do better as a coach and get a more well-rounded team instead of Rudy Gobert with 13 points, 39 minutes. I think Rudy Gobert is one of the biggest liabilities of all time. I think he's one of the most overrated basketball players to ever walk I can't stand people complaining while they're like actively one of the best. Actively one of the best. I mean... I think the Timberwolves are just one of those organizations that just doesn't... They just, no matter what they do, I don't even care that they're in first. Are they still in first? I believe they so. Were, it's I mean, either them or the Thunder. They're 30 and 13 right now. I, I know the Thunder were... Um, either way, who cares? If you're that high and they still... I mean, they just don't have like this... Oh my gosh, it's the Timberwolves. Like yeah. it's not like, oh they my gosh, it's the Lakers. Oh my the, gosh, it's the Warriors. Nobody says, oh, I can't wait to watch the Timberwolves win yeah. the finals this year. Like nobody It doesn't matter how good they are. Thunder and Timberwolves are tied for wins, but Timberwolves have one more loss. So they're second. Gotcha. But I'm still 32 points going into February or 32 wins going into February is crazy. Absolutely baffling. Uh and yet you want to sit here and call out like imagine if JB called out Donovan after his seventy one point game and said he wasn't playing like a team player. Could you imagine? He would have gotten ripped. Oh, he would have been fired. Yep. Should have been fired already, but <laughs> we won't go there. Like I just don't get it. How do you call out your best player? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting take. Uh let's move over to another big game. Devin Booker scored. 62 against the Pacers. This was also in a loss, 133 to 131. He had 38 minutes, 22 for 37, shooting 6 for 12 from 3, and 62 points. He had 30 at the half. Guys, what did we take away from this Devin Booker performance? I mean, this is the second time he's done this. And mind you, all of these were happening on like the anniversary of Kobe Bryant, which yeah. I think is it's very, very cool, honestly. Once again, I will say it all came down to the other team. 
because the Pacers had 22 points uh, from Nesmith. Pascal Siakam putting up 31 points. Uh, uh, Hard putting up 22 points. It's just like, yeah, Devin Booker put off a game, but when you have Nurkic with two points, that's your big guy. He should be dominating in the paint. I mean, KD, it's it's kind of weird to say he only had 20, but Kevin Durant only had 20 points. Grayson Allen, 11, you know. Bradley Beal. These are guys who should be knocking down points, and they're, they're sticking in that low teen, sometimes not even breaking double-digit points. Yeah, you can have a guy like Devin Booker put up 62, but some of your other guys aren't doing anything. It's not going to happen. And you see, that's how you have a conversation about a team losing instead of calling out your best player, Devin Booker. Yep. I'm still upset about the cat thing. That's so stupid. Bad comment. I'm bad you brought that up. Made me upset. Tony? Yeah, I have to agree. Um, when you, yeah, you have someone have, that has 62, but you need other people around him to perform to a decent level to even have a chance mm-hmm. of winning. I think, and I think the Pacers just kind of shut the rest of the team down. One of the other things was just uh, they got out-rebounded, too. Not a single player on the Suns got double-digit rebounds, uh, whereas two players on the Pacers got double-digit rebounds. So... Uh, you know, I can't. I, I don't remember if it was Gross or Gensler who said it, but the more you have the ball in your hand, the more you are out, able to score. So yeah, you could have a high-scoring game, but if you didn't have the ball in your hand the most amount of uh, the most amount of the time, then you probably lost. So getting out rebounded is a huge thing in basketball that I think a lot of people don't focus on. And they only focus on the score, uh, the points, I should say. Yep. Uh, you should also add. If I'm looking at this correctly, and I am, mm-hmm. this team did not have Tyrese Halliburton and still beat them. Yep, yep. That's a big. Uh, that's a big question mark. When for me. Obi Toppin is putting up 23 points on you, you're doing something wrong defensively. I'll tell you what, though, Siakam's looking nice. Siakam's for the Pacers, so nice. That was a good trade. I, that was a really and good you, trade. And you were concerned about it. I I didn't mind it for the Pacers. I just thought I, I oh, don't know. The Raptors gave up way too like. That was not a good trade. I don't, for the yeah, Raptors. I don't know about yeah, not a good trade for the Raptors. Um, but no, the Pacers are definitely they're looking nice. Twenty six and twenty uh, going into uh, February with the All Star break coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think. How, go ahead, Logan. How do you guys feel about the All Star uh, lineups? Well, I wanted to get to that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get to that here in a second. Let's let's get yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. what came yeah. out. Uh, but let's look at first, I think the most impressive uh, performance, it's got to be Luka. 73 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists on 76 field goal percentage to beat the Hawks. Yeah, uh, don't mind y'all. Luka, Luka, might be, Luka might be the future of the NBA. Might be? I'm I, telling you, man. I think it's up dad, for debate. Dad headband Luka is crazy. Isn't he, is not he still averaging like high 20s, low 30 points per game? Yeah. And He's crazy. But... I think the future of the NBA, as it sits right now, I think, in, and it hurts me to say this, somebody has to beat Jokic first. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think it's Jokic. Well, Jokic is the present. I don't think he. I think he's got a few more years in a max. Really? And that's that's not on a like he couldn't go longer. I think that's on a Jokic doesn't want to do this for five plus four Fair years. Point. I think Jokic is out. Come. 27, 28. I could see that. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, I think right now it's between Jokic, Luka, and I hate to say it because I don't like the guy, honestly. I think he's overrated, but I think right now you we got to give the respect to Joel Embiid. He's averaging 36 points a game. That's James Harden MVP numbers. Yeah, okay, but the problem is, is you put Embiid in the playoffs, what happens? He chokes. He doesn't perform. So, sure, his regular seasons are good, and he's going to be recognized as a great NBA player. But I think he wins MVP again this year. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. I think there's way... like 36 year, points a game is uh, insane. Okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The last four years, the MVPs have been pretty much one of three players. I think this year, there's an argue, there's an argument to be made that it's between five, six players, depending. And uh, that's, of all, of course, Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, Luka, Shea, eh, maybe I maybe I missed that. Maybe it's just five. But five players. One out of them I could see winning the MVP this year. And shout out to Shea because he deserves his flowers. Yeah, he's a dog this year. I really like his play recently. Um, but yeah, big game from Luka Doncic. So the reason... The reason I bring up all these big games, not only just to talk about them and give them their flowers, mm-hmm. Paul Pierce tweeted yesterday, uh, I want to read the exact tweet, just because I actually really, really liked it, and there's not a lot of things that come out of Paul Pierce's mouth that I really <laughs> like to hear. Paul Pierce tweeted the following. He said, Dang, I miss defense in the NBA. She gone, never coming back. <laughs> I 100% agree with him. I 100% agree with him. I think it's gone. Well, okay. So so you brought that up, and I waited to say this, because I don't think it's defense that's gone away. I think it's the fear of getting fouled and teched that has arisen. Because the NBA is so soft to the point where you really, you have to be perfect if you go up for a shot block. You have to be perfect if you even try and contest anything because, you know, one hair falls off the other dude's head boom foul boom personal foul boom tech boom you're ejected we've seen it all the time you know not just in the big headline ones like when Giannis got ejected or when Luca got ejected but this is an every game problem to where uh you know guys are playing with their hands like almost behind them they're not going in for steals they're not going in for loose balls anymore because they're afraid of getting fouled out I think that's where the real problem is, not the defense side. Tony? Yeah, I can agree with that. But I also think it's more along that maybe the offense has just progressed more than the defense has. I mean, when you have, like, Luka putting up 72 and all those other people putting up high 60s, it's kind of hard. Like, yeah, you can guard them, but that's just going to make – open lanes for other people to come in and score as well. So I think it just the offensive rise has affected the defense. I like that take. Well. I don't know if that take a lot. Uh, I think that it's just, and Logan's going to, this This could cause an on, our, on-air dispute here. I think it's just the era. I think this era of basketball is just easier. No. I think easier? It, I think it's easier than, no than the 90s. No shot easier. Yeah, I think it's easier than the 90s. Yeah, people aren't throwing punches anymore. But you want to say easier? I think this era of basketball is way easier to play in. than No shot. Yes. No way. You put anybody from the 90s and tell them to guard Kyrie Irving, tell them to guard Damian Lillard, they're getting splashed on in three seconds. I totally disagree. You're so wrong. I 100% disagree. No way. Like, 
I 100% disagree. I think Dennis Rodman clears anyone, anyone defensively in the NBA. Dennis Rodman could lock down a Giannis Antetokounmpo. 100%. You're so full of it. 100%. You're so full of 100%. it. 100%. You're just trying to get the old heads on your side. because no. that, that is such an awful take. No, The no, NBA no, no, no. is one of the, the... This current era is one of the most competitive it has ever been. Oh, I so disagree. There's no shot. I, I you so, genuinely believe I this. I so honestly you disagree. You genuinely believe that somebody from... Someone from the 90s could even compare. I 100% believe that. It, there's no... I'm not talking abs- like superstars like Michael Jordan. You put up any, like, you put up any bench player mm-hmm. from the 90s against any bench player right now, the bench player clears. No. You're so lying. But you're saying, hold on. So your argument, you're saying a, a start, a current starter against a bench player, and then no, no, no. I'm saying a bench player against a bench player, a starter against a starter, a star against a star. Modern era clears. No, modern era no. clears 100 no, no, percent of the no. time. Tony, yes, Tony. Uh, I think I'm gonna agree with you, Logan. Yes. Oh no, there's shot. yes. It's no not even shot. close. No one no cares. Shot. Tony, it, it, go ahead and explain your take. Yeah. I wasn't really a fan of the, or not a fan, but I didn't really follow the old best, like old '90s basketball. But even just watching it today, I think, I think the '90s clears. I think even the early 2000s clears. Are we are right no now. shot. I mean, no shot, dude. The competitiveness, the intensity, the defensive ability—it was all so much stronger than it is now. And you, you're telling me, and this is just—I mean, this isn't necessarily a quote about defense. This is just about the league as a whole. You're telling me, I mean, you see these guys, the, the Cavs get, say the Cavs get blown out by mm-hmm. fifty. I mean, you got Darius Garland going over and saying, dapping up Giannis. Hey, man, good game. Back then, no, Allen Iverson would have pushed someone to the ground. Nobody was dapping each other up after big blowout games. Now. I just think the league is soft. I think it's soft. I think certain parts of it, like, yes, um, the Mavericks, I can't stand when the Mavericks, like, bench and role players are laughing after a loss. But I don't think that's the majority of NBA players. There I is think no the one. NBA, go ahead, go ahead. The NBA right now is one of the most offensively dominant eras. You know, uh, Tony just mentioned it to the point where, sure, you put in one of the better defenders of – the 90s, there's going to be some competition, but I'm telling you, modern clears. Modern clears 100%. No, no. no. There's nobody in this league that has the remote mentality that guys like Kobe had or guys like Shaq had. You're telling me, you're telling me there's any player in the league right now that compares to a guy like Shaq defensively. That's such a hard argument because Shaq... No, it isn't. No, because Shaq was like... Shaq You're telling me there's so any AIs or any Kobe's, any... AI 100%. You think there's players in this league that are similar to AI? Yes. Oh, boy. I'm AI, telling you right AI now, was I could ch- name five players that could outplay AI right now. AI was a AI is the reason that the league is the way it is today. AI initiated a culture sure, in the sure. NBA. He initiated AI it, was but guess the what? First so many player players made time. it better. So many players no, made it better. no. AI, AI would come into the a, prime AI would come into this league and clear. Prime anyone. AI would get smoked in five seconds if he's tried to step up to a guy like Kyrie, Curry, Dame, such anyone like that. I would say Donovan could. That is such a bad take. You're lying. You didn't. You have never they watched Allen so much in your life. Better. They made it so much better. Sure, he was innovative for his time, but they made it better. You have never watched. It Alan is so Iverson much better life, now. Have you? I never in my life. You've never watched Allen Iverson. Yes, I've watched Allen Iverson. I totally think you have not. 
Maybe you watched like Nuggets Allen Iverson when he was like 50. Yeah, I watched Nuggets Allen. No. No. Or Wizards Allen Iverson. Like, Prime AI clears 90% of players in the league right now. Not even close. Yes. 100%. Not even close. I'm, I'm, I can't believe this, Tony. I can't believe it. It's a take. That's. <laughs> Logan. Prime AI. Dude, I wasn't even going to do it around the room this week. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Around the room this week, and I'm posting it right now. Around the room is does Prime AI clear clear any current NBA player? Guard. Don't any guard. Yeah, because yeah. because you can't like if if he's going up against someone like Giannis I'll post it later. I got to think of wording. Like, but <laughs> the, the mismatch. Like, I hate when people mismatch. Like, oh, Shaq would totally lock down someone like uh, Courier. Yeah, you it's can't, like, you can't even, have that. That's not argument. even an argument. You can't like, have that argument. They don't even compare. You have to compare positions to positions. But no, I think there are multiple guards that could clear AI right now in this league. That's bad. I, I think not. Bad. I think Prime AI would be valid. Take. Prime AI would be a top three player in this league. A top three? Yeah. He was barely a top three in his time. <laughs> oh boy, uh, I'm. FCC regulations are holding me back. Allen right Iverson? <laughs> Allen Iverson would be a top three player in today's NBA. N- he wasn't even at his time. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. When He was good. 2001, top three, 2001, he was top three in the NBA. Top three. Yes. Name me, name me three. Name me three. Like early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s players that clear Allen Iverson. Shaq, Kobe, Jordan. Jordan, Duncan. Jordan was done by then. Was Tim Duncan? Yes, he was in the league. He yeah. came in in 99. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. But you just said no mismatching. Guards at the time. Kobe. I would put... Oh, I'm so bad on the spot right now. Oh, here he goes. I'm so bad on the spot. Yeah, because there aren't any. I don't, I don't get your argument. It's so... It's so wrong. I think that we loop. I think we. I don't know how we got down this Allen Iverson rabbit hole, but I think, I think the real argument here is that you genuinely think that today's NBA is stronger than what it was early. I do. I think if we're going seriously off eras, and I'm not trying to sound like Taylor Swift because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Kanye fan, but it's it's got to be the I would say late '90s, early. I would say from 80, let's go. Are like, you talking talent or competitiveness? Competitiveness. So not talent. Both. It's a mix not, of both. It's not both. If you yes, would have said is. competitiveness, I would have given it to you. But the talent is way too good in this modern era. No. You're lying. It's way You're better. lying. It was way better. No, they've had so, this modern era has had so much more opportunity to grow and become better. Sure, because of guys like AI, because of guys like Rodman, Jordan, and all that. I'm not, don't say, put words in my mouth. No one one person is better than Jordan, but this era of NBA has been able to grow because of them to be better because they've had stuff like basketball camps because they've had stuff like just modern technology, modern nutrition facts to where they're just Dude, better. You know, you're losing an argument when, when Jake Murn, a goat is coming as Jake Murn, a goat has the worst takes known to X. I swear, if I get one more, oh, Jake Murray and a goat called you out because he doesn't have good takes. Whoa, whoa, leave my boy alone. He's my biggest fan now. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to steal his take. I'm going to steal his take. 
The 0-4 Pistons beat anyone today with Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, Billups Richard Hamilton. Dog. They would clear anyone in anyone. this league today. Any team, that team clears all of them in the league today. Why are you shaking your head? Because all right, fine. What team in the NBA beats the 0-4 Pistons? Of the Timberwolves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I don't. I I can't know that because it's a, it's also a different game now. This era is just easy. It's Gary, not easy. Gary That's Payton, such a false I'm stealing, take. An, I'm stealing another take. Gary Payton would lock Kyrie Irving up. That's such a lie. I oh, may no, not like isn't. I may not like Kyrie Irving as a player, but he is one of the best ball handlings of all time. Gary he Payton. would cross him up no. in seconds. No, Gary Payton. Cross him up Handle in seconds. Kyrie. You're so lying. You're just you're just lying at this point. You're just trying to make a point. Tony, Tony, break this. Oh, break this. No tell me shots. tell me I'm right. Gary Payton handles Kyrie Irving. See, I might I don't think I can agree with you on that. See? Gary this Payton. argument is like such a situational, like player by player kind of thing. But you saying that this era doesn't have more talent than that is straight up factually incorrect. No, Gary Payton would Gary Payton would absolutely clear. I think. Oh, um, let's. You know what? Uh, we're gonna push. We'll push this. We'll go over a little bit into the next segment when we get into the All Stars because I I would love to do a little comparison, too, because, you know, the next segment I had fully dedicated to the Cavs, but uh, there ain't that much to talk about other than the <laughs> fact that they beat the Bucks. Uh, but I, we'll, do, we'll push the All-Star stuff to the next segment because I'm not done with this conversation. This is, this is crazy, bro. you you got to be kidding me. I'm not. It, 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 like, I was with you for the competitiveness thing because, sure, people were a little bit more competitive back then, but the talent. Oh, I know exactly what I'm doing when we come back from break. I know exactly what I'm doing, and, and it's going to be great. Because I, I'm seeing this right now, and there is just no way. You're telling me. Let's even. I'll even. T- I'll go off of Kyrie Irving. If let's let's switch to. I don't know. Steph. Let's go to Steph. Okay. John Stockton locks Steph Curry up. John Stockton defensive. What defensively? John no. Stockton locks. No. Steph Curry. No. Not even close. Yes. Yes. Not even close. Yes. You're talking about a generational talent in Steph Curry going against John Stockton, who barely had to do anything against anyone think- because the game was different. No one was shooting like Steph. No one was driving like Steph during that time. He would have no idea how to guard him. No. 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 That's just, that's it? That's just, your argument? Just no. no. Just no. Just no. Just no. Just no. End this segment. You're horrid. End this you're, segment. No, you're done. You're done. You're, you're, you're finished. But until we come back, then you're, then you're unfinished again. When we come back, though, we'll continue this debate and tend to take it over to an all-star standpoint, talk about some Cavalier basketball, and hopefully uh, it won't be all me and LB arguing because I like hearing from Tony, too, as well. So let's get back to it when we come back here on Sports Power Talk WZIP Akron. Welcome back to the second hour of Sports Power Talk right here on WZIP. I'm your host, Logan Congrove. Joining me is Mr. Tony Yoho. Hello, everyone. And the new official bad take maker in WZIP history, it's Logan Buchanan. It's not a bad take. It's a horror take. It's a valid take. take. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. Oh, we're going to see it. We're going to see it. So you you have one person agreeing with you on Twitter, and you're getting, like, super hype about it. I am. I am. I'm I'm done. I'm done. uh, We're not doing this introduction thing. We don't have time. Let's jump right into this, guys. I'm going to read, for those who have just joined us, we're having a dispute about whether the NBA is easier nowadays than it is. I don't even like that you're saying easier. Your take last segment was that they're less talented. They are. 
Less talented. It's easier and less talented. No. Yes. Let's go through this. 90s all-decade team. Mm-hmm. This is just a Reddit list, by the way. There's no officiality of this, This is, and it's just a list that I found. Uh, stock, we'll do, Logan, you're looking at the same list, yep, right? Yep, yep. Let's only do the first team. We don't have to go through the entire list. Yeah, yeah. First teams only. Mm-hmm. 90s, John Stockton, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, Hakeem Olajuwon. 2000s, uh, Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Dirk Nowitzki, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. Mm-hmm. 2010s, Steph Curry, Harden, LeBron, Durant, and Mark Gasol. Dude, mm. it's the 2000s and the 90s. I would put Howard above Mark Gasol, first yeah. and foremost. I also, one edit I would make personally, uh, I think that, uh, I think on the 2000s, mm-hmm. actually, I can't make that edit. That's just how good that era was. I was going to put Iverson on the first team. Well, Iverson ain't even on the first team above Nash? No. No, I forgot about Steve Nash. Steve Nash is Steve Nash was him. Steve Nash was but that's awesome. a testament to that era because the so second Ginobili. team, the second team Ginobili on that list is too. Jason Kidd, Allen Iverson, LeBron, Kevin Garnett. It's which oh, that's so hard for LeBron too because he's really he's him in both decades. I mean, your second team in the 2010s has Anthony Davis. I think on it. okay, LeBron, Anthony Davis gets cleared, and I mean absolutely because he has glass ankles. Oh, it's one come, player. Come the excuses down here. There's one player. I'm telling you right now. Harden, clear Stockton. Curry, clear Stockton. Kevin Durant, defensively? No. 100%. No. 100%. No. Durant? Straight up, no. Give me Durant over Pippen. From a from a valid Durant No, hater, duh. Durant over Pippen. No, duh. LeBron over Malone. I'll put Olajuwon. Olajuwon, yeah, he's him. No, no, duh. P- uh, Durant over Pippen. Durant but over Barkley. Durant over... No. Yeah. No. Durant over no. Charles Barkley? No. Yeah. No. A 100%. Take, ring, take rings out of the question? No. You're talking about one of the greatest shooters of all time, Kevin Durant. Charles Barkley is is a no. more top tier no, player. No, no way. You're, that's such a lie. No. It's unbelievable. No. That is an unbelievable. Charles Barkley, you're just thinking that you're you're blinded by the rings. Which blinded by the by way, the rings? by the way, all of Kevin Durant's rings are not earned. Not a single one of them. He joined the he joined a 73 and 9 team to go get his ring. Sure. I'm telling you right now, Never I don't like t- Kevin let's, Durant, let's, but he's one of the best shooters of all time. Let's put this into perspective. Keep Kevin Durant on the Thunder. And he's the same as Charles Barkley. He's on a team that can't ever get over the hump. So let's just if compare you, that. If you have Kevin Durant on the Thunder, him, Westbrook, Charles and Barkley, Harden all have a ring Charles at that point. Ba- Charles Barkley never weenied out and went to a 73-9 team. You never saw Charles Barkley go to the Bulls. What does that have to do with talent? What does that have to do with anything? It means, it means look at this historically, Logan. The Thunder couldn't get there, neither could the Suns. Charles Barkley... Talent-wise, is a better player than, no, than Kevin Durant. No, he's not. No, he's not. Yes. No, he's not. Go not watch, over Kevin Durant. Go watch highlights. No, I've watched the highlights. You ever see? You ever see uh, Charles Barkley on Twitter on a burner account defending himself? No. They didn't have Twitter back then. They didn't have internet back then. Charles Barkley would have never gone on Twitter on a fake account. To defend his own, name. I Charles love Barkley Chuck. Said, I love Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley he's not better than someone. Kevin Durant. He'll Barkley tell you that himself. Swung at someone. Shaq himself have said he's not better than some of the centers in this league. Shaq. No, 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 no. 
That has never come out of Shaq's mouth. I'm I'm 100 sure he said that Maybe about Shaq Jokic now and coming Giannis. off the TNT desk. No, but 2000s Lakers Shaq would I'm, clear I'm any center in the NBA. Sure Shaq himself has said Giannis and Jokic clear him. No. Oh my goodness, no, Tony. Tony, what's your take on that? This, and that that's I think Shaq's probably better than Shaq. Is I think the most he is dominant too. player in I NBA he history. Too. I think he's too. But he is himself said that Shaq is the most he dominant player. He is himself talked about this history. generation and how talented they are. LeBron. Shaq is the most unstoppable player in NBA history. It's reasonable. Nobody. I'm not saying anyone clears Shaq. I'm saying that he has himself said this generation is better. I just don't agree. I just don't agree. But. Tony, Tony, break break the tie. Like, all things considered, everything that has been discussed, let's get the final opinion on this so we can move off of it. See, I'm probably not the most the expert in this uh, situation, but I think based off of competitiveness, I think, um, like, the 90s and 2000s was better. But I do think talent, I think talent now is probably league-wide better than it was. Thank you. Um, back then. That's all I've been saying. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I'm unwilling to move my take, but I'll, I'll let Tony be the, the cap. Thank you. Argument. You have more stars on each team than I think you did back then, too. There was only a handful of stars mm-hmm. throughout the league, but now it's like almost every team has their own star for mm-hmm. their team. Thank you, Tony. Move on. Nah, <laughs> I just do not agree. But we'll we'll move on. It's time to talk about the NBA All Star starters that were released uh, in this very easy era of basketball. Uh, starting the captains, of course, the same they've been for like five years. Another testament. It's real competitive when the All Star captains are the same for five years. We we're not arguing competitive. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Real. It's real easy when. We are new players. Talent, not competitiveness. Right, well, Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron James are the captains once again. Uh, Giannis, th- remember, this, the format is going back to the way it was, so captains doesn't really mean mm-hmm. as much this year. I don't know why they still picked captains, to be honest with you. I don't it's get it. It's just to hype up LeBron. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum on the Eastern Conference side. For the West, it's LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, and Nikola Jokic. Uh, there are a lot of snubs from what I've seen that I I agree with a few of them. Um, Tony, I'll start with you. What is who do you think is the biggest key snub on both sides of the ball? Um, I think one of the biggest snubs is Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I think I think he deserved to be there. And as for the other side, I'm not sure. I think I like the uh, lineup for that side. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you. I think. Uh, you know, I've never been a huge Dame liker, but I'm sorry, Donovan deserved that spot more. I think um, Brunson. I was going to say my biggest snub is Jaylen he's been Brunson. playing his heart out. I think he deserves it over Lillard. And I understand Dame is now with Giannis, so there's less. I think, I think you could have made an argument for Maxi too. Yeah, from the Sixers. No, there's a lot. There's a lot. I think Maxi. Maxi below. Brunson and Mitchell. I'm I'm, for I'm sure. glad someone like Halliburton got on there because he deserves it. He, yeah, He's been balling. Halliburton's balling. Um, if he ends up playing, it, so let's put it this way: if Halliburton is it remains out, mm-hmm. who's they're going to push a reserve? You think Donovan? One hundred percent. I think it's got to be. It has to be because even if Brunson or Maxi is playing better, Donovan's a bigger name. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. That's a big thing with All Stars. Stats matter to a point. But you're always going to have LeBron on there. Reggie Miller left Trey Young off the list entirely, starters and reserves. 
Reggie Miller. These are all the players Reggie Miller had reserves above. I don't. Trae I Young. don't agree about the reserves. Uh, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Derek White, Bam Adebayo, mm-hmm. Paolo Bancaro, and Jalen Brown. He put them all. I would understand Trey Paolo, but I don't. Derek White, like I understand hooping, but I don't. Well, know. I understand he's on the best team in the East, but you also have guys like. Porzingis, Tatum, you have a star-studded starters. Like, yeah, you're going to be good. You know who's a snub on the western on the west side? Kawhi Leonard. That's my. Yeah, that's would my you big. put Would you put Kawhi in there above? Who would you put him in there above? I would put Kawhi in over Kevin Durant as a starter. Really? Yeah, I think Kawhi means more to the Clippers than Kevin Durant means to this to the Suns right now. I could agree with that. I think because Kevin Durant. I mean, we just talked about it. I mean. Kevin Durant has already whined about being on the Suns, so mm-hmm. I don't. I think one of the. I think Kawhi is just too quiet of a superstar, oh, and yeah. people forget that he's as good as he is because of that. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I've really hated, and this is uh, because I see so much of it being a Warriors fan, is all the people saying Curry got snubbed. I'm sorry, Luca and Shea are outplaying Curry tenfold this season. Shea Gilgeous Alexander is balling on a tr- a semi trash thunder team cuz he really doesn't have a whole what? lot of he doesn't have a whole lot of help out there. Oh, I don't know about that team yeah, either. No, Logan, Chet, Chet's great. Chet is great. The Thunder are, are the Thunder are name me th- name me three other players that are on the Thunder that are contributing right now. That are now. contributing. Both Jalen Williams, there's two on the Thunder. Uh you got to give Chet in there. You got to throw Josh Giddy in there. Josh Giddy, no. Yes, they have a, one of the most well-rounded rosters in the NBA. I don't think Josh Giddy like. I don't want to talk about Josh Giddy too much on the air. Well, to be quite honest, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think don't he's done that, that anything this season that has been helpful for them. I, I think the Thunder have one of the most well-rounded rosters. I think in the NBA. Dort is one of the most inconsistent forwards they have. Williams, they have Josh Giddy, Shai like Gilgis Alexander, Chet Holgram. They have. Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, both of them, both of them. Yeah, I don't know about. No, the they're both line. hooping. They're both hooping. I, I don't know. Trey Mann gets good minutes. A subpar team, especially compared to other teams in this league. Yeah, they're they're hooping. Dort's a dog, dude. Dort's inconsistent. Nah, nah. He, he, I, I like Dort. Dort's inconsistent. Just because you like him doesn't mean he's consistent. But, I mean, the fact that you just said that he has no help is unbelievable. He doesn't have a lot of... He doesn't have as much help as Steph Curry does. Steph Curry's got a lot of help. For sure. And he's underperforming. The Warriors as a whole are underperforming. So, anyone who's saying, all oh, Curry snubbed, all oh, Curry snubbed, he's really not. Nah, I don't think Curry got snubbed. No. And I'm only bringing that up because I've seen so many people. I think think the Western Conference is way tougher to be a starter in, too. 100%. I mean, you got guys like Harden, Westbrook, LeBron, AD, Chris Paul, uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. I mean, I can keep going on, but like, you can't name me 15 NBA All Stars on the East. I don't know about that. 15 All Stars on the East? That can compare with the... I think the West... The The West West is a better conference, for sure. I think... Let me put it this way. I think the top teams in the East are better. 
than the top teams in the West. But I think when you go down the standings, I think the teams that are like the, in the mix the in the West. The comparisons go down so the, hard. The teams that are like in the mix in the West are better than the teams that are in the mix in the East. I think mm. the bad teams in the East are way worse than the bad teams in the West. 100%. But I think the better teams in the but East you know are way snubbed? better than the top teams on the West. Cade Cunningham got snubbed. No. <laughs> The Detroit Pistons should be dismantled <laughs> and sent to Siberia. Oh. Just make them the new Sonics. Send them to the the Chinese basketball league. <laughs> That's I mean, they just can't compete. They are just they are just terrible, dude. It is not good. It is not good. The Pistons are not good. <laughs> What's funny? They can't compete. Oh, I'm thinking about our group chat later. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, yeah, I'll be. Uh, Mitch says that your your takes are bad he, today. He doesn't. All right. Yeah. Uh, so starters are mm-hmm. out. The reserves list is not yet. So we will touch on that when the time comes. Do around. you think there's going to be any shocks on there? Just reserves. Seeing, just seeing who's gotten snubbed from the starters. Yeah, I think so. I'm. I'm glad. I mean, honestly. Well, let's talk about this. Did you see that Fanasis Ananakubo got seven starter votes? Mm-hmm. This is why were these voted on by fans or is this league voted players? There were I, I from that what I be, saw that it had was to players. be like when I sent out the WZIP survey the other day. Alex Henry gave me like ridiculous answers on just because he I already know what his answers are. That has to be a similar type of thing. Like, well, no, I I think like some I think a lot having player votes is kind of important because you get more eyes on who the players thinks are like actually good i think fan voting is horrid oh fan voting's awful i think in any league i think it's terrible you get i mean do you remember the the year oh who was it there was some (laughs) horrible player that was like really he was on like the magic or the spurs when they weren't good right yeah he was so bad yeah there was no way oh it was the warriors dude the Warriors, dude. Oh, it was. I, I think Which it was. One? I think it was Festus Azili. <laughs> was it Azili? It was Azili or or Dario Saric. <laughs> I, it was something awful. Yeah, and it was all the way at the top, and it was unbelievably bad. Fan voting, man. <laughs> yeah, it was horrid. Uh, let's talk. Actually, you know, let's move away from the All Star game a little bit. Let's talk think, about the Warriors Lakers game from last night. I think, in my opinion, this is the game of the year for, so far. Mm-hmm. Not even close. This game, I was. I was watching it with some friends, and it was unbelievable. It's the the result of that game, double overtime, 145-144, with the win going to the LeBron James and the Lakers. LeBron had 36 points in 48 minutes, 14 for 25. Anthony Davis, 45 minutes, 11 for 24, 29 points. D'Angelo Russell, 49 minutes, 8 for 19, 28 points. And they had many other players contributing. Uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors, Steph Curry, 46 points in 43 minutes. Klay Thompson, 24 points in 47 minutes. Kuminga finally kind of came out a little bit, 43 minutes, 22 points. Steph Curry hit a dagger three. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson had a Clay Thompson faked someone out so bad and hit this three to go to OT two OT. Mm-hmm. And then Steph Curry hits a crazy three, thought it was over, and then D'Angelo Russell comes down and daggers another one to pretty much put it away. Uh the Laker or the Warriors fumbled a really bad layup at the end of the game. But Logan, I'll toss it to you first since you're a Warriors fan. Yeah. This I, I really think this is game of the year. And for anyone that did not think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, LeBron James is the, the greatest goat. player of all time. He's the GOAT. Uh, anyone who's said that Curry or LeBron is washed in this stage, this game should have cleared that away, should have wiped away all of that. 
Um, but this does not help the Warriors' case for being one of the most inconsistent teams this year. They are so, so lacking in consistency. It's crazy, especially when you just think, what was it, two, three years ago that they won the championship? Like, you're ch- two years ago. Two years ago, you won a championship, and now you're struggling to even possibly make the play the the playoffs like they're 19 and 24 that's disgusting uh the lakers i think one of the uh, and again i said it earlier in our zips talk it's the rebounding dude the, their rebounding was crazy lebron himself had 20 davis had 13 vanderbilt nine the warrior side was a bit more um closer but they were smaller numbers that was was closer so uh yeah Curry was landing shots. Wiggins was landing shots. But you had someone like LeBron who was just grabbing loose balls, just grabbing them off the rim. So it doesn't shock me that this was game. It went into uh, double overtime because both of them came into this just on their A game. On their A game. Tony? Yeah, I have to agree. It wasn't that shocking that it went into double overtime. Every time... It seems like every time LeBron and Steph Curry go up against each other, it's always a great game, and this one did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. To, to go back to, and this is the final thing I'll say about this argument, you know, I said that the competitiveness was better back then, but the Steph Curry-LeBron James competitiveness when they go up against each other is unmatched. They go so hard against each other. It's not even funny. Tony, what what's your where are you in the LeBron take? Are you uh is LeBron the GOAT? Are you a LeBron the GOAT or you have a different answer? I think Or is this your last SBT? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's good reasons why he is or why people think he is the GOAT. But personally I think Michael Jordan is just slightly above him. Um not even I know LeBron has all the stats, but I don't know, something about Michael Jordan just I feel like he has to be. The I'll player. be honest. My opinion fluctuates on a week to week basis. That's fair. Like I see things like I see this game like last night, and I'm like, that dude's the goat. But then I go on a random day, and I'm like, nah. Well, here's it's the thing, Michael Jordan. Here's <laughs> the thing. Once Jordan got to a certain point, you went, oh, okay, he's he's done. We haven't even reached that point with LeBron yet, and he's LeBron in, last night was the first Laker since 1976 to have 30 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists. And he's forty. He's, him. he's like forty. And he's in what year of his season? And we still don't know. He's when also. He's gonna I go. should mention he's been in the league for twenty-one years. He is now a twenty-time All Star. The only time he did not make the All Star team was his rookie. How many times has he made an All NBA team? That dude has not like, not been a part of All Star Weekend since I've been alive. Yeah, he's him. But he's him. He'll be in the Olympics. Yeah, that we should touch yeah. on that next segment too. Now that I think about that, that there's a great pool of players. We got time to touch on it now. Honestly, yeah. let's jump into that. There, the NBA announced the pool of players that will potentially be participating in the United States basketball program for the 2024 Olympics. Uh, let's take a look at the ta- the national team pool, kind of see these names. You yeah. know, the last few years, the basketball, the men's basketball team has not been up oh, to standard no. at all. Well, I and mean, a lot of players took serious offense to it. So here's the full list. This is just 
in alphabetical order. This isn't anybody starting or actually ending up playing. These are just the finalists in alphabetical order. Bam Adebayo from Miami. Jared Allen from the Cavs. Paulo Bancaro from the Magic. Desmond Bain from the Grizzlies. Scotty Barnes from the Raptors. Devin Booker from the Suns. Michael Bridges from the Nets. Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Brunson from the Knicks. Jimmy Butler from Miami. Alex Caruso from the Bulls. Seth Curry from the Warriors. Anthony Davis from the Lakers. Kevin Durant from the Suns. Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves. Joel Embiid from the Sixers. De'Aaron Fox from the Kings. Paul George from the Clippers. Aaron Gordon from the Nuggets. Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers. James Harden from the Clippers. Josh Hart from the Knicks. Tyler Hero from the Heat. Drew Holiday from the Celtics. Chet Holgram from the Thunder. Brandon Ingram from the... Is he still with the Lakers? I'm tripping. Uh, Pelicans. Play, the Pelicans. Kyrie Irving from the Mavericks. Jaron Jackson from the Grizzlies. LeBron from the Lakers. Cam Johnson from the Nets. Walker Kessler from the Jazz. Kawhi Leonard from the Clippers. Damian Lillard from the Bucks. Donovan Mitchell from the Cavs. Chris Paul from the Warriors. Bobby Portis from the uh, the Bucks. Austin Reeves from the Lakers. Duncan Robinson from the Heat. Jason Tatum from the Celtics. Derek White from the Celtics. And Trey Young for the Hawks, I think this is an absolutely unbelievable pool and, of players. And uh, led by Steve Kerr, Mark Few, Tyron Liu, Eric Spolstra. If, if, I don't think the U.S. loses again, if any, any combination of those I mean, players this is play. this is essentially the all-star game is going to work together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a crazy pool of players. And just seeing what, like, guys like Curry, Durant, LeBron have said about this upcoming Olympics game... It makes you like, if I was any other team in the Olympics, I'd be a little scared uh, because uh, if this is anything, like remember when Kobe joined the Olympics team and they went off, they went off, this is that, this is what's about to happen. We're getting part two. Yeah, there's just no chance that the U.S. loses. Uh, Tony, pick out of the, do you have the list on you? Uh, Yeah. Let's pick your starting five out of Mm. that pool. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with, I think I have to go with Donovan Mitchell, uh, just Cavs representative. Uh, That guard? Yeah. Um, LeBron, I would go with. And I think a lot of these other guys, they're all, there's obviously some that stand out, but I think a lot of them are real interchangeable. Uh. I, I don't know. I think LeBron is really the only one that I... For sure, would see. I'd probably go Steph Curry at point. Um, that's I, tough. Uh, I'll give you the Donovan Mitchell nod, although I don't think it. Actually, I would probably put. I'd probably put James Harden at the guard, mm-hmm. at the one guard. Mm-hmm. Forward LeBron or for, for, small forward Kevin Durant, power forward LeBron, center. Probably Anthony Davis would be my pick there. Mm. Yeah, Anthony Davis at the at the five. What I would do is probably Curry at the one. I might throw Booker down at the two. I would probably put Booker over and over Harden. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd yeah. put Booker at the two. LeBron at the three. Then, I mean, it's really a pick your poison kind of moment. I would go Durant at the four. I might put Bam over AD. Really? I mean, I'm a Heat fan. I, I just don't. Guy, I I don't trust Anthony Davis in any situation at all. I really don't. I mean, when you leave a game because your pinky toe hurts, like I don't trust him. 
And I think Bam would be a little bit more driven to Out perform there for the country. Yeah, I think he'd be more uh, motivated to perform. Is what I should say. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any names on there that you think should not be in this player pool? Alex Caruso. Yeah, that one really <laughs> threw me off. Um, you know, guys like him, young guys like Chet, already in a pool. That's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm here for it. Uh, Walker Kessler, Cam Johnson, just guys that is like, I mean, eh, okay. You could play if you want to sit on the bench, but you're not starting 100%. I mean, and we got it only, I think only like, 15 max are going to actually get taken to the team. And it, 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 another big thing is it shows you just how international the league is right now. When you could list 10 better players than some of the like some of the guys on here who are who can't play because they're international like Luka Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, um just to name a few. Wemby. Wemby. Nah, Wemby. Wemby over Chet. No. No. no, no, no. Wemby over Chet. No, Wemby over Chet. No. If Wembenyama had Shea, he would do way better than Chet is right now. Nah, nah. Not even a, not even a competition. Nah, nah, nah. <sighs> nah Chet, Chet's winning Rookie of the Year this year. Chet's no way. Yes, not yes. Even if he had better stats, you know they're giving it to Wembenyama. No. Yes. No. You're s- no. It's going to Chet. You're such a liar. I can't wait to see Logan Congrove a great try and defend it's that going take. To Chet. He's he he went out to lunch. He tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> he got tired of your takes. Good. I don't want him listening anyways. No. You're you're tripping, Logan. That's that's unbelievable. Wembenyama over Chet. No. One hundred percent. Straight up. No. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. No, Thank you, Tony. 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 Thank you, Tony. Tony. I want you on every single time I'm hosting from now on. Tony, that's rough, bro. I, I <laughs> thought we were cool. I thought we were cool. Disappointing, guys. Let's go to break and not talk about the Cavs because we forgot. But, oh, so they, they the Cavs defeated the Bucks this Woo! week. That's cool. But uh, when we come back, we're going to get into some NFL talk, talk about the playoff games coming up today, as well as the head coaching carousel and what we think about everybody and everyone that has been hired to a team so far and some of the the players or excuse me coaches that have not received a new head coaching job when we come back on WZIP. Welcome back to Sports Power Talk on WZIP for the final segment of today's show. It is time to talk some football, everybody's favorite here in America. And joining me once again for the final time today is Mr. Tony Yoho. Hello. And Mr. Logan Buchanan. Hello. Lots of good talk today so far. If you missed the first part of the show, we talked Zips basketball and then talked a lot of different NBA controversies that you will not want to miss. When I'm pleased to announce SPT Rewind is finally fixed and will be back this week. We figured out what the error was, and our podcast will be back up and running for you to listen to the show if you missed anything available on all platforms, SPT Rewind and SPT Overtime. Make sure you check them out. But now it is time to talk some football here on Sports Power Talk, starting off with the head coaching tracker, which I like to go which I like to go into. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's kind of just go down the list here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to just rate the teams that have been hired and if we think it's an upgrade sure. or a downgrade. Like out of 10 or a grade? A grade. Okay. So let's start off with 
the New England Patriots. This is a little further back, but I'm just going to touch on all of them, all of them this offseason. Mm-hmm. Patriots let go of Bill Belichick and retain Gerard Mayo as their head coach. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know because they could really go one of two ways. Either the Patriots stay where they are or they get better. So, um, you know, this guy's kind of, he's all right. He's definitely no Bill Belichick. So I can't, like, say this is an A-plus grab. Um, so I'm going to say C-plus. It's an average grade. Tony? Yeah, I'm going to go with around a C as well. I That one kind of came as a shock. I wasn't, I guess, it, within the organization, they had him lined up to be the successor to Bill Belichick. But I think there were other proven coaches out there mm-hmm. that gave, that I think gave them a better chance to actually do something than Jared Mayo. Yeah, I, I think this one was... I, I saw it coming. I think it was just quicker than expected. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. If, if they say he's they say he was groomed under Belichick, so that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I'll probably go. Uh, I'll probably go see on that yeah. one as well, just because we don't know where it's going to go. Uh, the Tennessee Titans fired Mike Vrabel and hired Brian Callahan in his place. Uh, pitch it over to you guys first. I'm going to give this one a D. Um, I think Mike Vrabel shouldn't have been fired in the first place. I think. That team had a lot of older veterans that weren't in their prime anymore, like D-Hop and Derrick Henry. And giving Mike Vrabel some younger guys that can actually produce, I think he would have been able to do something with that team. You know, I actually, I agree with what you said, but strictly on, like, Brian Callahan and what he can do, I think this could be a really, really strong coach to work with C.J., and, or no, CJ's on the Texans. What am I talking about? Uh, I don't care about the Titans. We'll go see. Yeah, I, I misread it. I don't That's think Mike Vrabel should have been fired in the first place, to be honest with you. I just I didn't like it. Um, I would probably go D on this one as well, Tony. That's I'll take that from you. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, they fired Frank Reich early in the season, and they hired Dave Canales. Earlier this week, uh, Canales helped turn Baker Mayfield's career around in Tampa mm. and he's extra- expected to get a lot out of Bryce Young. Um I, I would I'd probably give this one a B to be honest. I think this could be okay. I was thinking high Bs. I mean, we've seen uh with someone like Mike McDaniel's that a young coach can lead a professional NFL team. Uh so I'm I'm hoping for big things from Dave uh for really what can only go up for the Panthers. If they go down it's it has to be on him. Like there's no way it's on anything else. Yeah, I'm gonna go in the B area as well. Um, I think if he since he was able to help Baker overcome all of the adversity that he faced mm. last season with being on three different teams, I think he will be an instrumental help to helping uh, Bryce Young grow as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I really like this. Especially, I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy, but he did definitely take Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield to a new level this year and may have earned him a second contract with the Buccaneers or somewhere else. He will be a starter somewhere next year, even if it's not Tampa, probably based off the help of Canales. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the Raiders, they fired McDaniels midseason as well, and they had Antonio Pierce as their interim head coach, and Antonio Pierce did secure the job full-time. I give this one an absolute A. Yeah, yep. 100%. I, all the players have his back. Mm-hmm. I think there's no doubt in my mind Antonio Pierce is the, the coach of the future. I However, 
What do you guys think Antonio Pierce needs to be successful for the Raiders? I, I have an answer. I want to see if it's the same. Needs? Team needs. The team needs. I think, obviously, they need a quarterback. That was my... That was all to say. Like the quarterback strong... of the future is not on their roster right now. No. I don't think Jimmy G was a smart signing oh. even last season. And I don't I don't know if he's a free agent or if he's still there mm-hmm. or not. I highly doubt they but, bring him back. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I wouldn't bring him back. I wonder what the, the Raiders have this upcoming draft. Maybe they're able to pull... I'm not saying, like, a first-round QB, but maybe... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. But even their rookie... Um, he didn't do bad, but I think they need someone to go in there that could actually help them win. And I think they're really kind of a quarterback away. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that all they need is a yeah is a quarterback. I, I think if um, is what I was gonna say when I misread the Texans Titans thing. If you can get a head coach into a position, a new position with a new quarterback to which he can uh, kind of like mold and groom into uh, the next like big QB. Raiders will be fine for the next heck decade. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I really, really like this hiring. Uh, the biggest, probably the biggest one, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. They fired Brandon Staley at the end of the season, one game before the end of the season, and they did get Jim Harbaugh pried away from Michigan. Ohio State fans can now rejoice as Michigan will no longer be the same without him. Shambles. But uh, I really, really like this one. I give this an A+. plus. A I plus. think he absolutely brings the best out of Justin Herbert. Well, 100%. I think um, we saw it a lot with, you know, Michigan had some weapons, but, you know, it really came down to the plays they were running, the decisions they were making, and a lot of that came from an amazing head coach in uh, Jim. So uh, I'm kind of sad he went to someone like the Chargers and not a more prolific team that can kind of utilize him now. Uh, but I am excited to see where the Chargers go in the next I think coming. they can utilize him now. I've yeah, always I thought they, they were just a, I thought they were just a coach the away. Chargers, yeah. really? I think the Chargers okay. have the pieces on defense with Joey Bosa, mm-hmm. and I think Khalil Mack is still there too. Yep. Um, and Justin Herbert... He, I think he's the real deal, and I think with Jim okay. Harbaugh, I think they could be dangerous next season and rival the Chiefs. Oh wow, that'll be something to look out for, though. I, I really think, yeah, I think he gets, I think he gets them to the next level immediately. Nice. Immediately. Um, it's they're saying Jim Harbaugh's already been active with the with Chargers players, texting him and saying he's super ready to coach and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think Jim Harbaugh has always belonged back in the NFL. He got he's, what he wanted out of Michigan. He's always had such a good relationship with players. Yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh is in a place where he needs. You think you think he wears Ravens gear today, or do you think now he can't do that anymore? Because <laughs> he was he was for his brother. Probably can't do that no more. Yeah. Although it would be kind of kind of cool to see. Uh, I bet you. I mean, he'll go to the game. He'll go support his brother. I think. I genuinely meant as in a, in a in a Chargers wears, in a Chargers jersey. I think he wears nothing. Yeah, I yeah. think, it'll I think be he, he wears, wears nothing. <laughs> like not like no team, no team. Because how? I mean, you can't root against your brother, but nah. But yeah, I think he. I think arguably Jim Harbaugh is the more successful of the two. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they were predicted to hire Bill Belichick, but apparently it went south. He asked for way too much control and way pretty much the same situation he had in New England. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, was not willing to give that up. So the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons is Raheem Morris. Pass it over to you guys. I give this one 
a C plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too sure where. Um, I know. I think he was the interim head coach before, and I think really as long as he can utilize the Falcons players like Kyle Pitts and Bijan, I think he'll be fine. Um, the previous coach, for some reason, didn't like getting his star players the ball, and I think with that change, I think that'll win them a lot more games with maybe adding a quarterback as well. Yeah, what I'm reading here is that he has the support of a lot of the Falcons players, so that's always good to see. You always want a, a head coach that you know truly cares and uh, cr- creates a bond and a relationship with the players, uh, so that's good to see. My only concern with him is uh, I believe he has a losing record right now as a head coach. And even when he was interim head coach, I believe it was a losing record. So that's a bit concerning. But this might be the season to turn it all around. It might be uh, with this Falcons team. I actually am going to give it a low B instead of uh, what you gave it a high C. Yeah. So. I give it I give it a C just because I don't know. And the Falcons, are they have so much untapped potential. Just mm-hmm. like Anthony yep. said, it's a matter of... If he can tap, you can get it. Yeah, uh, that leaves two jobs that are still open: the Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, obviously, the Seahawks won't be hiring Pete Carroll, but Pete Carroll is one of the big names still available. Uh, Bill Belichick is still available. There were rumors mm-hmm. about him going to Washington. Mm-hmm. There's a few names out there that could still be considered. Uh, what? Who would you predict slides into the Seahawks job and who slides into the Commanders job? I think, I think one of the Ravens coordinators. We'll go to one of those places. I want to say the. I, I think they'll go to the Seahawks. I don't know for sure if they've interviewed him yet, but I think those two coordinators have been phenomenal for the Ravens all season, and I think they could really help the Seahawks. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if Pete Carroll went to the Commanders either. I I think Pete Carroll goes back to college at some point, or mm-hmm. I, or I think. There was rumors he was going to take an organizational role with the Seahawks. I could see that, too. But I just think Pete Carroll is not – he's not relatable anymore as an yeah. NFL head coach. He was I, super successful in college because he was a big rah-rah guy. Yeah. That works in college. Yeah. It doesn't work in the NFL. I know uh, – I, I don't remember if it was this morning or late last night, but uh, Belichick did say he would rather not be hired than have a wrong fit at yeah. this point. Um, so I think that leaves a big option for him to not even get hired and just retire outright. Um, somebody that I think could actually slot into that Seahawks position, though, is the uh, current uh, offensive coordinator for the Lions, Ben Johnson. Uh, Seahawks always been an offensive monster. Um, I think that getting someone who's had a lot of success this season – uh, slotted in that position could go crazy, crazy. Uh, just what he's done with Jared Goff alone, give him to the Seahawks, you know, work with that team, get a couple nice picks over the draft. The Seahawks become what they were just a few uh, years ago. Yeah, I totally agree. I like that. Um, Tony, so you, do you agree? You think Bill Belichick just sits this one out? Yeah, I don't know. For sure, if he'll retire, um, I could see him coming back next season if there's a hot coaching spot open. 
But I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he doesn't. I just don't. I don't see him working also, with the Hawks or the Commanders. I also. I where where's Mike Vrabel going? Mike Vrabel mm. is still unhired right now. Yeah, I think Mike Vrabel is easily the hottest candidate out there right now for anyone. I I mean, for me personally, here's what I would like to see happen. Don't Mike Mike. I you know I know you live in this area, so you might actually be home right now. I know you went to Walsh Jesuit. There's a chance that you're home here in Ohio and listening to our show right now. So hey, Mike Mike Vrabel, if you're listening. Speaking from every Buckeye fan on the planet here, S- spend some time with your kids this year, chill out, and when Ryan Day evidently fails with this impressive Ohio State roster mm-hmm. this year, slide on in there after that. <laughs> and then there's your answer. So chill out for a while, Mike. Enjoy so, yourself. Enjoy some time with your family. Don't take any dumb jobs that you don't have to, and there's a chance you could be the Ohio State head coach. So from a Michigan fan... That is very scary, but that would be nice for Well, the your team's going to be on sanctions. Oh, we're, we're in shambles. You're, we're in shambles. I mean, you're going to be on NCAA sanctions. I think that's part of the reason Jim Harbaugh... The rebuild's going to go crazy in NCAA 24. I think I think you guys aren't even going to be, like, eligible for certain things next year. So I wouldn't... I think that's why you promoted... It. I think I, we're making a bowl game, but I wouldn't even be no, shocked. I think you're going to be suspended from bowl games next year. Oh... Um, Honestly, I think part of the reason Jim Harbaugh left is because yeah. he knew that. And they promoted their new head coach is, uh, is, is Sharon Moore, the guy that beat Ohio State. I think he got promoted strictly because nobody, no big-name coach wants Once, to come coach yeah. Michigan right it's, now because they know that there's probably sanctions coming. It's a bad. They promoted in-house because it's somebody that already knows the situation that's going on and probably understands what he's up against. Yeah. It is a bad, like, we won the natty. That's amazing. But Cheaters. it's going to be <laughs> such a bad couple of years. Good. Congrats. I'm I good. Oh, we'll still beat the Ohio good. State. No. No. No, not this year. The Ohio State. Maybe. Ohio State spent 15 million if, in uh, Ryan Day this can, year. Maybe Ryan Day will learn how to beat Michigan. Ryan possibly. Day spent 15 million so. in NIL. I am I am slowly transitioning to probably an Akron fan no, through and through like Pat is. Akron football? Yeah. I you know, am, even if I they're am, in shambles like always. I might just transition myself into a Oh, so you want to you not enjoy football. That's what I'm hearing. Well, I'm already not going to be enjoying it next season, so. Mm. <laughs> Besides the Browns. I ain't even mad about it. Browns are great. I'm glad that you don't get to enjoy football if you're a Michigan <laughs> fan. You guys are terrible. Who, who beat who? Who won the Natty? Cheaters. Bunch of cheaters. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> you are a bunch of cheaters. Allegedly. No, it's not a legend. Allegedly. It's not a legend. Nothing's been proven. Uh, let's jump into today's NFL playoff games that we have coming up. AFC Championship between uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens and the NFC Championship between the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. Start off in the AFC. Uh, Tony, I'll kick it to you first. What What are your expectations for today's game? I think this game will be a very... I think this will be one of the best AFC Championship games we may have ever seen. Wow. These are two of the hottest teams in the league going up against each other, and I don't think it will disappoint. The Chiefs, no one really thought the Chiefs would be here. During the season, they had their down moments. Their receivers aren't the best, and somehow they still found their way to the championship to keep Patrick Mahomes' streak alive. On the other side, the Ravens, it's going to be hard to stop the Ravens. They've beat almost every good team in the league by a good amount and they've been playing their best ball the past few months so I think this will be a very good game to watch 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the key feature is how the Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to handle Ravens offense yeah. because if Ravens offense comes out there like they normally do, the defense is going to be in shambles and it's not going to leave enough room for Patrick, Travis, Tony, uh, guys like that to get some rest yeah. in between. And I think if they can't, the second half of the game, Chiefs are going to be gassed and Ravens are going to walk all over them because the Ravens also have one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I just really, really don't want the Ravens to win, but I also really don't like, I really, really don't like seeing Taylor Swift on my screen every 10 seconds, but, you know, the NFL is a, it's football, but it's also a business, and Patrick Mahomes and Taylor Swift sells right now. Script's going crazy this year. Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes sells, and I think there's no way that they don't the Super Bowl is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. The NFL is a bunch of marketing geniuses. They're going to get two of the most different markets watching this Super Bowl. You got the Detroit Lions, who are one of the two most starred fan bases in the in the entire NFL, mm-hmm. and then you got the Golden Boy Patrick Mahomes and everybody on the planet that loves Taylor Swift watching that game. Do you think we get a Taylor Swift Eminem face to face? It, it's it's too. It's so. You know what the biggest difference markets. between the fan bases are? Taylor Swift sits up in the suites while Eminem sits in the stands with the fans. Well, biggest. I honestly, difference. I'll credit yeah, Taylor. Really show Eminem. I'll credit exactly. Taylor Swift. I'll credit Taylor Swift on that one. I mean, she would she's old. she's yeah. easily the biggest superstar oh, yeah, on the planet 100%. right now. Yeah, she I cannot. She cannot be among the people. <laughs> I loved. I loved Jason Kelsey in that last game. That was so funny. She. uh I, I've said it all along, it, and everybody wins. The Super Bowl is already the most most the most watched sporting event in the world. I think it's up. Mm-hmm. If it's not number one, it's two or three, based off like the Olympics type of things. Like you know, like, oh no, I think it's actually low because you have uh, the Tour de France, the uh, World Series. Not yeah, the World Series. Uh, no, what am I thinking? World Cup. World Cup, thank you. Um, I actually just saw a it's, list about it's it where there. it's kind of sh- shockingly low. It's still in the billions of so, watchers. Nonetheless, they're going to get everybody that already watches this and then people that tune in purely to see Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, the NFL doesn't lose. And they love Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It's 100% that going to be the Chiefs. And I just don't. I, it pains me to say this because I, I really don't like the Chiefs, but I am not going to get caught rooting for Baltimore. I, I can't do it. Nope. Womp womp. I mean womp womp. Ravens are going to win. Lamerica runs wild. Why do you like the womp, most womp. obscure teams and people? I like Lamar. I don't like. Oh, you're. That's one of the. You can't have that opinion, dude. You can't like anything Ravens if you're a Browns fan. I yeah, I agree with that. Lamar's a dog. He's don't an care. absolute monster. Don't care. MVP for we're a reason. We're the dog pound, woof, woof, and I don't like them. <laughs> and we're out right now, so I'm rooting for Lamar. The Ratbirds are going to get dethroned. Yeah, and I had the same stance when the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. I, I was. I, I hate the Bengals so much. Nobody in our division. I can't do it. No, nope, I don't care really who they go up against. Um, I don't want the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, but I want them to beat the Chiefs. No. No. I, I, I really don't. No. And if the Chiefs win and the Lions win... They can the uh, the script writers will have their way with doing the week one rematch because that was the opening game of the season was oh Chiefs yeah and the Lions I think yeah I, that I was remember that I, that one wasn't my favorite Kadarius Tony dropped least. like seventeen passes yeah. that one that was, was not my favorite 
for <laughs> things the FCC doesn't allow me to yep. talk about on air. I remember that. So I also had that problem. It was not my favorite game to uh, watch. Let's just leave it at that. So you both have Chiefs, son? Yeah. 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 I have Ravens. I just... I The Ravens' offense mm. is too good. They did just activate Mark Andrews, too. Yeah. Who knows how much he'll contribute. Mm-hmm. But... I, I just can't do it. might be on low play time just in case they make the Super Bowl. I yeah. just can't do it. I can't do it. They're they're too raveny for me. They're too raveny. Uh, let's switch over to the other side. You got 49ers and Lions. Uh, Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff. Jared Goff looking to make his second Super Bowl appearance and have the Lions in their first Super Bowl ever. Uh, I I really want to see Detroit win this. Oh, I Detroit and I think if Debo Samuel is not going to play, mm-hmm. then Brock Purdy is neutralized mm-hmm. entirely. Brock Purdy is a fraud. He's a system quarterback. He is a yeah. fraud. He has so many weapons that it doesn't matter who you put at QB. You should be able to score. And Brock Purdy's a fraud. No, he has... If, if Debo doesn't play, that's a huge hit to... Uh, the 49ers to the point where I think the Lions might even get a two-touchdown win on them. Really? Yes. I don't know about that. The I, the Raven, not the Ravens, the 49ers defense is... Nasty. Also, yeah, it's, it's nasty. It's pretty good. And While on the other side, the Lions defense isn't the best. Um, I know they were like bottom or towards the bottom of the league in defensive stats mm-hmm. this season. So even without Debo, I think the Niners are going to give the Lions a run for their money, mm-hmm. but I, I still think the Lions are All right. Take like that. I really would like to see the Lions win. But who are you predicting? I'm going to probably go with the Lions, honestly. All right. I just think, I, I don't know. I, I think the 49ers are fraudulent. So who do you, so your, so your two matchups would be Chiefs-Lions, mine Chiefs, would be Lions-Ravens. Lions, yeah. Yeah. I think Lions go all the way this year. Man. I think if there ever was as a chance. As much as I really want to see If there ever that, was a yeah. chance for the Lions to go all the way, it's this year. I don't think so. Because the Chiefs and the Ravens' defense are incredible. Mm-hmm. And so are their offenses. While the Lions' defense isn't hey, that great. I think, so I think Lamar or Patrick Mahomes, As a Browns fan, too. I think no matter what. Both of those teams are going to look at the Super Bowl as an instant win and get shell shocked when they show up. That's fair. I, as, as a Browns fan, I also don't really want to be the only starving franchise anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, if, the on, Lions, if the Lions were to win, then I'm like, dude, why can everyone do it except don't the Browns? Don't pray on the Lions' downfall. Oh. I just don't. I can't. As a Browns fan, dude, we would be one of the only next, ones. It's next year's our year. I'm so sick of that, dude. <laughs> oh, there's always next year, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, Lions all the way. You I wouldn't think? be surprised, but I I think the AFC has this one this year. So Chiefs. Yeah, Logan. What do you think? Yeah, I think the Chiefs win. I think Shameful. Tony's point is correct. Shameful. I think Tony's point is Shameful. entirely correct. All our haters. No, I'm just I'm not realistic. I'm upset if the Lions win, but I think, like statistically, I will be, be upset. Sh- it would be pretty surprising. I will be upset if the Chiefs win. So let's before we end our show, final predict, final Super Bowl prediction. Two. Who do you have winning and a score? 
Oh, a score. I'm going to say Lions. Or actually, let's not do Super Bowl. Let's do today's games. Today's we'll games, save the Super Bowl prediction for Today's games, uh, Lions beat Niners 28-14. Uh, to 14, And then Chiefs beat, or Ravens beat Chiefs probably like 21-17. to 17. Tony? I think... Uh, I think the Chiefs will beat the Ravens. I'm going to say 27-24. And with, depending on if they have Debo or not, I think if with Debo, I think the Lions will win 24-21. But without Debo, I think they'll win like 24-17. I like uh. I like Chiefs over Ravens in a huge offensive battle. Mm-hmm. I think this is very high scoring. Could be 30-plus points for both teams. I don't I don't want to even give an exact score for that one because yeah. I don't know. But I think Chiefs over Ravens. As for Lions and 49ers, I totally agree with Tony's take. If Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel are playing, I think it's closer. But I think probably 28-14 to 14 Lions. If it's no Debo Samuel and Brock Purdy's by himself... I think it's less. I think it's like twenty-one to seven on the on the Lions side. Wow! But that yeah yeah, that's gonna do it for today's show, uh, guys. Any final thoughts before we jump off the air? No, I'm excited. This this will really determine if I watch the Super Bowl or not. Yeah, I'm excited to see the Ravens down Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more, Tony. That's gonna do it for today's show. We talked a lot about basketball and football today. Zips basketball talked some NBA, got into some heated debates. Make sure you let us know on X what you think is the hardest era to play in, whether it's the '90s, the '80s, the '70s, the '60s, the 2000s. You pick. Let us know at WZIP Sports. Um, joining me was Logan Buchanan. My name is Logan Conger. We'll be back same time, same place, right here on WZIP. Make sure you follow us on X at WZIP Sports and subscribe to our podcast, SBT Overtime and SBT Rewind. We are the official home for all Zips basketball coverage. So we'll see you same time, same place, right here on Sports Power Talk and WZIP Akron.